good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of March, 2022, and we'll start off with the first story of the day, which is the water ritual is a health risk. Bow instead. The Public Health Ministry is advising the public to refrain from taking part in the Rodnam Damhua ceremony during the Songkran holiday, saying pouring water on other people's hands, especially the elderly, increases their risk of catching COVID-19. Songsap Akaslip, Director General of the Medical Services Department, yesterday urged people who plan to return to their hometown during the upcoming Thai New Year holiday to avoid partaking in the tradition to reduce the risk of infections among elderly family members. The department advises well-wishers to stay one metre away from their relatives and bow instead, Dr. Somsak said. The nation will take a five-day break over the Songkram period this year from April 13th to 17th and many people are expected to take the journey to their home provinces to celebrate with their families. The government has said it won't impose a ban on travel this year. Instead, it will roll out a nationwide campaign from March 21st to 31st to give 70% of the nation's 12 million senior citizen a third jab to better protect them from the virus, Dr. Somsak said. Despite reporting the most deaths from COVID-19 since the pandemic began, only 4 million Thais aged 60 and over have received a booster shot, or about 32% of the senior population, according to the ministry's data on Saturday. Out of the 66 deaths reported yesterday, 83% were senior citizens. And moving along, illegal border crossers caught in Maysot. 53 Myanmar nationals were arrested at a security checkpoint in May Sot district late on Sunday night and charged with illegal entry. A police military team stopped a six-wheel truck for a search at Bam Hua Hin Phan checkpoint at Tak May Sot Road in Tambon, May Pa. They found 31 men and 32 women hiding under bags of vegetables on the back of the truck. The truck was driven by a 31-year-old Thai man, identified only as Rat, who was accompanied by a woman called Beer, who was 33 years old. Police said the couple said they were being paid 30,000 baht to take the 53 Myanmar job seekers from Tambon May Kasa in May Sot to workplaces in Nakhon Sawan. The two were charged with providing help and shelter for foreigners who had entered the country illegally. The job seekers were handed over to May Sot police for legal proceedings and deportation. In a similar story, an fisheries official has been sacked for illegally smuggling migrants into Kanchanaburi. A fisheries department official has been sacked after he was caught red-handed with three illegal Myanmar border crossers in a fisheries vehicle in Kanchanaburi province. The Director General, Chalachem Chai Suanrak, said on Monday he had signed an order dismissing Wutipong Sukmonkal 35 with immediate effect. Mr. Wutiwong was arrested by soldiers on Saturday for helping smuggling people into Thailand. Mr. Chalemkai also shunted Mr. Wutibong's supervisor, chief of the fisheries checkpoint at Bun Punam Ran in Muang District, to the head office in Bangkok, pending an investigation into whether other officials were involved. 
A security patrol on Saturday signalled the fisheries pickup driven by Mr. Wittipong to pull over for a search at Poonamran checkpoint. It was coming from the border area with Myanmar. They found three Myanmar women who had illegally entered the country in the vehicle. The name of his supervisor was not disclosed. Now this is a fairly common place here in Thailand. A lot of government officials have been caught illegally smuggling Myanmar nationals into the country. Indeed, it is common practice in areas around Bangkok and other parts of the country. We have seen in the past how illegal smugglers have been connected to the army and other military parts so this is not really a surprise in fact it's probably going on a lot more than we actually know of it's a shame that the government didn't take a tougher stance on this kind of thing and put an end to it create legal mechanisms for Myanmar nationals to come to the country that are not expensive and easy for them to do Thailand is in desperate need of migrant workers at the moment, but it seems like the obstacles placed in front of them is very, very difficult and forcing them to enter the country on a not so legal basis. I think it's something they should look at and try to encourage them to take a more legal approach. But in order for that legal approach to be taken, the government need to reduce the amount of bureaucracy they put in front of these Myanmar nationals. It is for the benefit of both, I believe, that Thailand has a sufficient amount of migrant workers because there are certain jobs in this country that I think a lot of us know when you're here, living here, that Thais simply will not do. And moving swiftly along, thousands of Russians scramble to leave Thailand as sanctions hit. Thousands of Russian tourists in Thailand are struggling to find a route home, officials said Sunday, as international sanctions imposed over the war in Ukraine hit holidaymakers. Russia's invasion in February provoked a host of international measures targeting businesses and banks, with some Russian carriers cancelling flights and global payment firms suspending services. Russia's tourists have been among the largest group of visitors to return to Thailand's beachside resorts since pandemic restrictions eased, but many now find themselves without the return ticket. The deputy governor of the Tourism Authority of Thailand said 3,100 Russians were stuck in Phuket, while just over 2,000 were in Samui and smaller numbers were in Krabi, Panya and Bangkok. The agency was working on helping those who wanted to return home, he said, including discussions on return flights, which could be regular or special flights. Russian tourist and mother of three, Evagina Gatoskia, said her family discovered their return Aeroflot tickets had been cancelled. We are very nervous because the children are very small. We don't have enough money to live here, said the 41-year-old psychologist who arrived from Moscow with her husband and children, aged 7, 4 and 2, on February 27th. We want to go tomorrow to the airport, but I don't know what the situation will be, she said from Phuket, adding that they were supposed to fly home March 28th. She said while some people had their tickets replaced, others, including her family, had not been so lucky. They say that they cannot do it and put the phone off, she said. While Thailand has not banned Russian flights, international airspace restrictions have seen some firms, such as Russia's flagship Aeroflot, cancelling services, leaving tourists to seek alternative routes, such as through the Middle East, with different carriers. Many tourists have been hit by Visa and MasterCard suspending operations. We have seen instances of difficulty in card payments by Russians in Phuket due to how MasterCard and Visa have suspended services in Russia, said the president of the Phuket Tourism Association. He said officials were considering adopting the MIR system, a Russian electronic fund transfer structure, as well as digital currencies. Local communities across Thailand were also stepping in. 
We will pay for water, electric, everything for them, said a representative of the Orthodox Church of Thailand, who said they were helping at least one family with four children stranded in Koh Samui. Pandemic travel curbs have hammered the kingdom's tourism-dominated economy, but 2022 saw a surge of visitors as restrictions eased. Around 23,000 Russians travelled to Thailand in January this year, according to the Tourism Authority of Thailand. Tourists from Russia previously accounted for the seventh largest share of visitors to the kingdom, with about 1.5 million travelling to Thailand in 2019. While Bangkok has backed a United Nations resolution calling for a withdrawal of Russian troops from Ukraine, it has stopped short of imposing sanctions. Now that leads us into our featured story today and it's in relation to a topic that has been discussed a couple of times and that's uh, Thailand's plan to declare COVID endemic sometime in July. Now they have released a four-phase plan and for me it's not a case of endemic or pandemic or whatever they wish to call it. To me this is more a plan for us to learn to live with COVID and to move forward as a society. In terms of endemic, I think Thailand's probably jumping the gun a little. Most countries haven't, but they've pretty much returned to normal. And to me, Thailand's making a big deal out of this when really there's no need for a big deal to be made out of it. It's time just to get on with life and to do what needs to be done in terms of loosening restrictions. Now, the majority of restrictions that are here in Thailand are only for international arrivals or travelers. If you live in the country, really, there's very few restrictions as such. I mean, we still have to wear face masks when we're out and about. There's not that much social distancing going on. I see a lot of big gatherings. So, you know, there's not a restriction on that. Maybe there's meant to be. But here in Thailand, sometimes, you know, people just don't do what they're meant to do. And I see a lot of families hanging out. So there's no, there's no real restrictions from my point of view here in the country. But maybe that's different from where you live in the country. But for me, I don't see that much. But however, Thailand have focused this learning to live with COVID plan. And it's very much focused on the international arrivals with some other different things thrown in along the way. And what I thought was we'd go through it. Now, why is Thailand focusing on international arrivals? Well, Tourism makes up 20% of its GDP each year. There's a huge portion of people unemployed because of the hospitality industry and lack of jobs, a lack of travelers, a lack of hotels open. Thailand is also falling well behind regional neighbors in terms of its reopening practices. We now see the Philippines pretty much fully reopen. Singapore has dropped the PCR test on arrival. Malaysia will be dropping the PCR test on arrival very soon. Uh, Cambodia is reopening. Vietnam is going to reopen very soon. So yes, Thailand has reopened, but the restrictions to get into Thailand are still quite heavy when you compare to regional neighbors. So the first thing we need to talk about in this is the whole point is it's a four-stage public health measure plan that has been drawn up before Thailand declares COVID-19 endemic from July onwards. But as I said, to me, this is more a learning to live with COVID roadmap. Now the plan is divided up, as I said, into four categories. And they've divided into phase one combating, phase two plateau, phase three declining and phase four post pandemic. Phase one, which is basically now until early April. And in terms of international travel arrivals, they have basically described the criteria as travelers test positivity rate greater than 3%. While that's the case, PCR test on day zero and an ATK test on day five and 10 days quarantine for unvaccinated people arriving into the country. I'm trying to find a figure for the 
test positivity rate of arrivals and I can't find it right now but I do know it has dropped greatly since Russians have not been coming to the country and they that has been propping it up because of the high test positivity rate from that certain country during the arrival times here. I suspect we're going to see a big drop in the positivity rate but I don't ever think it was over three percent. If I'm wrong guys let me know but if I remember it's around two percent but not very high at all. In terms of the day-to-day living in phase one, we will continue to wear masks. There will be control over large public gatherings. Certain venues will be allowed to reopen by order of the CCSA. Now, phase two, uh, which will be from, I guess, early April until May, travelers test positivity rate between one and three percent. That means they're going to get rid of the PCR test and it'll be an ATK test. That's a rapid antigen test for people outside of Thailand. They call them ATKs here on day zero and day five. And unvaccinated travelers will have to do a five day quarantine. So that's a huge reduction coming next month. The PCR test on arrival will be gone and then we'll be back to just the ATK arrival at the airport and then the ATK on day five and you're good to go. I think that will be a very positive step. Now phase three, which will be from, I guess, sometime around May to June, a traveler test positive rate of less than 1%. There will be no ATK test on arrival or on day five. And there will be only an ATK test for people who are unvaccinated. So by phase three, which will be kind of May to June, I would say mid-May to the end of June, we're probably going to see big, big changes in the international arrivals criteria, rules and regulations. I suspect the Thailand Pass will probably be gone by May sometime, which will be a fantastic thing for people. I think a lot of people will be delighted that that bureaucracy and that kind of obstacle will be removed from international travel. And phase four, basically, which means there will be no ATK or PCR testing for anybody coming into the country, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Now, it doesn't say about pre-flight COVID-19 tests, so we'll see what will happen with that. But if they're getting to the endemic stage or they're going to learn to live with COVID, then I suspect by June or the end of June, beginning of July, when basically all restrictions entering the country are gone, I fully suspect that there will be no COVID testing needed before you board a flight to fly to Thailand and that will be very very positive and a huge huge help for the hospitality businesses here in the country. Now in terms of mask wearing and everything else they're hoping and they talk about kind of the end of May and June where mask wearing will be only based on the zone or the province that you're in and its rating as in terms of its high risk or a low risk zone. I I guess they have four color coded zones at the moment in terms of risk. Uh, I don't think anybody's even in the red zones or dark red zones. So it's either yellow or orange and everybody seems to be in them. So hopefully that will also mean there'll be no more mask wearing here in the country. They still talk about there still may be some kind of uh, restrictions on very large public gatherings, I presume such as maybe football matches, concerts and things like that. But they do say that if there are going to be restrictions, uh, it'll probably be that you have to wear a mask to go to one of these big events. They also talk about uh, bars, nightclubs, everything reopening kind of the end of May and June and Thailand reopening fully as a society, pretty much the same as it was in 2019 or early 2020. I think this is all very, very positive news for international travel here in Thailand. 
and for expats who like to leave and come back and people who do business in this area you know it's not just about expats going on holiday but there's a lot of people ties as well who you know would have business meetings in different countries and it's the ease of travel right now a lot of people don't do it because they don't want to undergo the pcr testing and other things so Hopefully the Songkran festival that's coming up will not screw the whole thing up because as we have seen here in Thailand, normally when they have Songkran, the numbers kind of jump up after. But Thailand currently at the moment, the daily figures are around 20,000 per day PCR, 20,000 rapid antigen test positive. So they're the numbers we're currently at. But they really in this plan are not talking about daily numbers anymore. They're talking about vaccination, boosters, percentage of people testing positive or on arrival in the country you know and how they will cope with people who get COVID will all depend on your vaccine profile so if you have let's say your booster shot you've had three or even four doses that you get COVID you may not have to quarantine anymore but those kind of things will obviously be discussed a lot more in the future so guys I want to know what you think of all this do you think Thailand are doing the right thing by removing all the restrictions by July or do you think they're jumping the gun a bit on this too much I'd love to know your opinion as always guys down below in that comment section and circling back to a story that we covered last week on the Thai Expat Daily Show, F-35 purchase plan still needs USOK. Uncertainty remains over whether the United States will approve the Royal Thai Air Force's plan to purchase a fleet of F-35 fighter jets, according to sources. This is despite the Royal Thai Air Force's move to ask the commander of the US Pacific Air Force to throw support behind the procurement plan, one RTAF source said. The cabinet on January 11th approved the plan to purchase four U.S. fighter jets starting in the next fiscal year with a budget of 13.8 billion baht. The source said the matter was raised during a meeting between the RTAF chief ACM Napaday and General Ken Wilbach, commander of the Pacific Area Command Air Forces, during the former's visit to the U.S., which ended on Saturday. The two sides discuss a range of topics including regional security, the pursuit of a free and open Indo-Pacific region and joint efforts to modernize the Royal Thai Air Force. This was ACM Napaday's first trip to the US, the source said, adding he introduced himself as the newly appointed RTAF chief, a customary practice. ACM Napaday was accompanied by a committee of the F-35 procurement project. During the meeting, the Thai military delegation asked General Wilbach to support the plan by encouraging the US government to sell F-35s to Thailand, the source said. The PACAF commander indicated support for the purchase, though there are still a number of procedures to go through, the source said. In the end, the US government and Congress will have the final say. However, according to another source, the RTAF is unsure whether the US would sell the fighter jets. He added that even though Thailand is a close non-NATO US ally, this does not mean the US will sell them to the kingdom. The US charged to affair Michael Heath recently said the F-35 issue has never been raised in meetings with Thai officials. The sale of any US defense article or capability follow a consistent decision-making and policy process that is transparent and ensures accountability to the customer and the US taxpayer, Mr. Heath said. The purchase process involves multiple U.S. government agencies, including the Department of Defense. In most cases, the sale of military equipment requires congressional review and approval, he said. In most cases, the U.S. government officials are prohibited from advocating a single U.S. provider. 
to start the formal process for any US defense equipment, the customer must submit a letter of request for price and availability to the US government. Now next up, fixed broadband speeds in Thailand among the fastest in the world. Broadband speeds in Thailand are some of the fastest in the world according to a new global index based on the median download speeds of internet users around the world. The speed test global index by internet analytics firm Okla found that Thailand has the third fastest median download speeds for fixed broadband behind Singapore and Chile. The index studied data gathered by Okla's speed test tool in October, November and December last year. During those three months, internet users in Thailand recorded median download speeds of 176, 171 and 173 megabits per second. The global average of fixed broadband is 59.8 megabits per second. Okla explained that during previous studies, rankings have been based on the average or mean download speeds. However, in December, the firm used the new metric of median downloads, the middle speed of all data collected, which they say would enable results to represent the experience of users more accurately. Thailand's ranking in the index means that median download speeds in the countries are faster than those in the United States, Sweden, New Zealand, Germany and the United Kingdom. Regionally, Thailand has the second fastest broadband speed in ASEAN behind Singapore. Globally, Thailand consistently ranks high in across studies on internet speeds for both fixed broadband and mobile. Meanwhile, Okla has also analyzed mobile data speeds of internet users in Thailand. During quarter 3, quarter 4, 2021, it compared 560,716 user-initiated 5G tests taken on Speedtest iOS and Android mobile apps from all major mobile carriers in Thailand. The data found that Thailand had a median mobile download speed of 226 megabits per second. AIS was found to offer the fastest mobile download speed with 294 megabits per second, followed by TrueMove 207 and DTAC 34.87 megabits per second. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Phuket Heroines Festival in full flight. Victory Field in Bangriang Tepkasatri came alive last night as the performance of the historical drama recounting the tale of the Phuket heroines took to the stage for the first of three performances of the annual theatrical and light and sound show, including fireworks. Police nab gun-toting duo of thieves. Police have confirmed that they have successfully apprehended two men who robbed a young man at gunpoint in Katu and who had previously stolen from a Burmese national last November. And finally, Phuket touted as a metaverse city. The Minister of Tourism and Sports and Ministry of Digital Economy and Society was in Phuket to lead discussions on the vision of establishing Phuket as a metaverse city. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.